I think there's three camps of people that listen to the show. I don't know if you agree. Three concentration camps? Three concentration <laughs> camps. One of our attorneys is a Jew. Uh, we really need to explain that button for <laughs> new listeners you need to who explain. think that it's what it... It's my anti-Semitism it, alarm. Yeah, it's making fun of people who are anti-Semitic. It's not anti-Semitic in and of itself. Lazy podcasting. Yeah. Hammock. It's not that late. <coughs> I feel more energized at night than in the day. Like when we record on Sundays, I'm usually a little sleepier. Yeah. Now I'm more energized. I'm a night person. Yeah, I think. you are. I think that's what it is. Isaac and I just abandoned a disastrous episode that we went into with good intentions, but we just couldn't make it happen. Yeah, no, it, it just wasn't. A, I wasn't ready with my own <clears throat> picks, yeah. and you weren't ready with any like real analysis of these films. Well, I did for the ones that you didn't k- give a shit about, <laughs> right? I had reasons for some of them. For like real old classics. Well, that was the point of the thing was to talk about I classics. Talk about really old classics, no one has seen. What classics? What are your? What do you consider a classic? Like, what's a classic film? Because we did all the modern classics. I think, yeah, there can be modern classics. On the previous episode. But we did them. We did a whole episode with the modern classics. Classics are like Con Air, <laughs> <laughs> Face Off, oh. The Rock, Armageddon. Why are you naming all <laughs> Michael Bay films? All I'm movies that I saw when I was 12. Oh, John Woo. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got, so if you if you don't participate on our forum, you should go join it. Because yeah. there's been some action there. Lately. Has there been? Yeah. No way. There has been. Really? Not arguing action, but like comments. Um, I need notifications. This is my You can problem. set them up in oh, your I account. Oh, I can do yeah. it. Okay. You have to turn on your account. If you want notifications when people post, you just turn them on in your Where do account. they go? They go to your email. Okay. Just notify you via email. We have a comment from Shady Lady about our screenplay episode. Oh, that was okay. put up recently. Yeah, what did she say? She said, I personally love weird movies, so Charles's evil Christmas tree oh. movie sounds amazing. Uh, Thank yeah. you. <laughs> but I also honestly dig everyone's screenplay idea. An interesting and fun idea for an episode. Thanks for sharing. Wow, there Shady you Lady, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty shady. <laughs> My screenplay was the best. Moving on. <laughs> Shady Lady also posted, I'd be curious to hear thoughts on prison labor and the 13th Amendment, two things we know nothing about. I would also suggest more episodes dealing with relationships slash sex slash identity and other related <laughs> topics of that ilk. Oh, I'm no. guessing those episodes are quite popular because <clears throat> everyone can relate. Yeah, I don't... Th- that Cameron episode was really brutal for what, me. The, the grinder one? Yeah. Why? People I just like that one. was not happy after that at all. Hmm. I got some like pretty i got some negative feedback on that one but about to, to be expected but uh for my more right-leaning 
associates did not like that. <laughs> the Nazis didn't <laughs> like that. Needless to say. Um, Badly reviewed on the Daily Show. Yeah, they weren't into the gay black sex act. One of our attorneys uh, is a Jew. Um, but uh, no, I'm not actually friends with Nazis, by the way. Um, <laughs> but um, also, I just what pisses me off, and you're gonna really hate this, but maybe yes, just you're so much nicer when we're on the podcast. So I'll say this now, so you have to be nice about it. Here's what's annoying. Nice to you? Yes. Oh, I don't think <clears throat> you think uh, I'm nicer on the podcast yeah, than off. Yeah, I think definitely. you misread my tone. It's not like we were on the phone. Well, your tone is always the same, so okay. maybe that's why. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I'll be mean. <clears throat> no, don't be mean. When we have a guest like that, yeah, like Kim, who is badly behaved, right? Like, well, he's not being a good guest. He was. I I think. Well, go ahead. Finish your point. I won't. He interrupt. was interrupting constantly. He was <clears throat> going on diatribes. He was saying ridiculous shit. He was, you know, at, during the Kavanaugh episode, you know, I mean, I really appreciate that Adam kind of said, like, you are really being inappropriate. Right. Because he was. I And, you know, I get, <clears throat> like, as we learned on when I did go on The Daily Show, all right? Yeah. I am kind of like always trying to keep the conversation going. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm really going to stop short and say like, you're being inappropriate, you know? Cause I, I am like trying to keep the heat on, yeah. you know what I mean? Yes. Even though like some of the things the daily show guys said are, were fucking appalling to me. Right. Like I couldn't just be like, that was your big mistake. Though. Like you're wrong, <laughs> you know? Like, no, no, because I, it's like, I'm kind of like just trying to like keep everybody friendly and, and shit. Right. Yeah. So when Cameron's being really fucking ridiculous, I think you need to come in as like a strong ref and say like, dude, you got to cut this shit out. You know, like you can't allow a guest to be that badly behaved. I don't think, Hmm. you know what I mean? And maybe it's not on you. Maybe it should be more on me, but I just feel like together we need to come together in those moments and say like, this is our fucking podcast. Right. You know, like you can't, uh, you know, maybe we're both being pussies is really what it is. It's like, neither of us wants to take, be the one who says like, shut the fuck up, you right. know? Well, let's see. I, I don't agree that he was badly behaved on both. I agree that he was badly behaved on Kavanaugh. On Kavanaugh. Yeah. That was pretty, um, well, on, that was pretty bad. Should I say why I think he was being badly yeah. behaved? Online? I think the one uh, in the gay sex one where he was being badly behaved is when I was trying to kind of have an honest conversation with him, he kept saying like, well, oh, and now I'm going to leave the room and now I'm going to, and oh, I, I, I can't believe you would say that. I can't, I am shocked. And it was just like so condescending. Yeah, but there, you know? there was a, what was that moment? Because that was, there was, that moment, there was something that was said that was pretty crazy. Well, there's a crazy. few of those moments, but I, I don't really think... I mean, that was kind of the feedback that I somebody said to me, like, this is the reason why I and people hate, like, liberals. Like, <laughs> not, not liberals in general, because I actually think the person that said this to me 
is liberal. Mm. But he was like, this is why people hate like SJW liberals because of like this exact thing, because it's just like cutting off. He will never concede a point. Right. He will never have a to and fro. You know, there's never a moment in which he says, oh, okay. Like, yeah. Interesting thing. Yeah. Let me uh, challenge you back or, you know, there's just never a moment like that. Yeah. And so I feel like, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, uh, upon listening to that one, I didn't really find it him to be uh, too out of line. I mean, when Cameron Johnson is on, there's a certain amount of chaos that is the result. So right. <clears throat> to some extent, I think that that was forgotten. And I think that we had an image in our, well, not me, but I think that perhaps you had an image in your head that was not exactly what Cameron brings to the right, table. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's very, there's possible. only so much policing that's possible with Cameron. And part of the joy of having him is that he's going to really be a pain in the ass, Yeah, which is fun to listen to um, a little annoying to argue with, I think. But I, I, I don't know that it's my reluctance to police it so much as I enjoy chaos and I like that. So I kind of, I, I'm, I kind of get a little charge out of seeing things collapse and fall apart. But maybe I do need to, to weigh in. But the other thing with Cameron is like, you know, how much, what is that going to accomplish? Is that going to actually? pull him back no it's not not about pulling him back it's about controlling the show you know it's about us being in control of our own show which i do think we ultimately need to be well i think it's fun to be out of control sometimes i um it's fun to be out of control sometimes i I think that part of part of the problem Mm. part of the problem that existed and again i didn't see that in the grinder episode i i think when i listened to it i listened to it twice obviously i was like this is fine um, but the Kavanaugh one is bad because I think he and Adam are not a good pair. If you have well, a, but it's mostly him. Dude. Well, no, I mean, it's not. It's not that it's steamrolling. It's not that it's Adam's fault, but it's if you have a Cameron on the left, so to speak, you kind of need a counter Cameron present. Yeah, but so. as, since you're the neutral party, it's kind of on you. I feel like to like shame a guest like that into behaving better and to to, i mean you were totally silent i mean you never said cameron you're being completely ridiculous as i mentioned i was very bored (laughs) and i checked out (laughs) yeah and that that's not good either the the thing that i think that happens sometimes is that when we have multiple guests in in a day and we're trying to stick to a schedule i sometimes get distracted by trying to think about like who's next and what time yeah, do we have to get out yeah. of here and what time well, we have to get out of here. Understandable. So uh, some of that sometimes interferes with my brain. Yeah, not, which well, I think you got to let that go and just be in the moment of yeah. the episode for sure. Well, I, sometimes I think just like... I do better when we don't have another person coming. So I think that if we plan for fewer guests on those long recording yeah. days... I'll be less focused on because being somebody like, is gonna like be showing up. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, we don't have a producer, <laughs> right, to like take care to of to do things. that stuff. So. Yeah. No. I mean, that's understandable. Again, like I think it, this is probably also my responsibility. I mean, I'm not. 
I also am always afraid to really be that voice of like, no, like this is our podcast. Stop talking. Right. You know, Um, because I also like don't want to throw a call, like throw a wrench in things. Yeah, you want to be gracious. Exactly. But I think that when things get really out of control, it just doesn't make us look good. Mm. You know, like it doesn't make people really want to listen because it just feels like, well... Total chaos. Well, yeah, why am I listening to this person I don't like being given a platform well, to ramp, rant and say, like, unpleasant things? I don't you know, like, I don't agree that it's that's always bad because sometimes I like having... Even if somebody's unpleasant, I like hearing something that, that may be unpleasant to listen to. Right. But I, I, I see... I there's a, there's a variety of things happening there uh, that I think are important. One is, like being more invested in what happens and not getting distracted by other stuff. And that's something that happens to me too, is I think being realistic about who is there. Yeah. And and when we plan, just keeping in mind how somebody is going to be, if we invite them on, some people are wild cards and you don't know, but other people it's like, I know what I'm going to get. Right. And we almost had Cameron, if you recall, we almost had Cameron there the entire day. (laughs) Yeah. So, Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't, again, I don't want this to be like shit on, I don't dislike Cameron and I like Cameron's, I like, you know, what he can offer sometimes. I just feel like in this, that day in particular, he was really running on all cylinders and like really just hammering. Yeah, Kavanaugh is so um, talking point. Yeah, right. And he has all the talking points lined talk, up. And yeah. that's just very boring. Yeah, I feel like yeah. the, I, the the Kavanaugh episode, I'm on the same page. I was like, this is just tedious. But Yeah, Cameron's way better when he's not hammering talking points that he like has ready. Yeah. You know, he's way better when he's just talking. Speaking of Kavanaugh, a female listener wrote in, four men discussing Kavanaugh. Oh, Blah. <laughs> Also, some factually inaccurate stuff was said. Most of the time, you do not need corroboration to assert a rape or sexual assault claim. The testimony of a victim is enough. The grinder one was better. Thanks, Heather. <laughs> uh, I always think of females <laughs> writing in her Heather. Heather wrote in about uh, something related wait, to that. Wait, 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 wait. She's saying that uh, the the woman's testimony can be enough to convict someone of rape. Yes, that's true, but testimony of anything can be uh, enough of rape. You still have to overcome the presumption of innocence. You still have to show that it's beyond a reasonable doubt that this person is guilty. I don't remember what point she was responding to exactly. She's probably saying that we were saying like the you know presumption that a, a, a single person's testimony isn't enough, but it's like, yeah, single... Th- Testimony is evidence, you know. I mean, it's very rare that a man can get convicted on that and uh, beyond a reasonable doubt, but... Heather wrote, I have a question, Isaac. Why did you have such a visceral reaction to Gavin Newsom having an affair with his friend's wife? She wrote this in the forum, by the way. You Mm. can respond there if you want. That's kind of how affairs happen. Also, Gavin is hot, just (laughs) Of course. Yeah, it's not a friend... First of all, my question back to you, Heather, would be, why does Gavin get a Me Too pass for banging a subordinate? Was that a Me Too situation? Yeah, he was her boss. Hmm. And she he was married to her best friend. He, she was married to his like best friend who was like a schlubby schlub, and she was super hot. It's really fucked up. Uh, well, Heather's point was that these things are very likely to happen in work situations. 
So mm. why is that? But I guess your point is that because he's supervising. Well, them, and it's yeah, it's the it supervising. Introduces. It's that his it's his like, you know, when you're Gavin fucking Newsom, it's just fuck anyone else. Like you right. can fuck a million people. Just don't fuck that one person that's going to hurt so many people. You know, like it's just the cost benefit is not there. Uh, a listener said, I just listened to the ban all cars episode. I love the end when it's clear that Isaac had been waiting the entire episode to ask Adam if he was Jewish. Amazing. He's like Hans Landa style Jew hunting. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> a listener that wanted to re- remain anonymous. <laughs> Wait, ask Adam. Oh, Yenser. Yeah. No, I, I think I knew Adam wasn't Jewish. I, I wasn't waiting all that. Well, at the end, funny. when you asked his last name, you said, is that Jewish? Yeah. Is that Jewish? Are you a Jew or what? Are you a Jew? Um, and then, uh, yeah, those are the main ones. So join our forum and go in there and yeah. ask Click questions. Click away. Yeah. Write mean right shit. away. NAHF.boards.net. Yeah, and tell us what you think about some of these things. We need some more feedback. It's You know, it's funny how this goes in cycles. You know, like there'll be a lull for a while and then there'll be like a big peak where everybody is messaging me. New people are coming in. We're getting a bunch of weird emails. and We're like, oh, this is great. Yeah. And then it's like a lull. And I feel like we're back at like a lull time again. Um, uh, Yeah, I think that there's steady listeners that will comment sometimes if they have something that they want to say. That's what I put the board for is so that if. I'll usually post an episode, and then if you want to comment or ask a question or throw something in there, yeah. that's what it's for. I feel like the gay I'm, sex app episode just probably scared a lot of people away. I don't know. I think that's nonsense. <laughs> it's like you can't hear one episode about this topic and not <laughs> No, have you an can. Issue. Doesn't that reveal some kind of weird problem inside if you're like, oh, I don't know. Like just don't listen to it. Listen to 120 yeah, no, other mean, episodes. It's obviously a fair point. I, it's not. I'm just saying. It's like I don't know. That first, I don't know why it is. After I listened to that one, I was just like, ugh. And it's such a weird reaction too, because it's fine. It's like not. Yeah. It's not amazing, and it's not. When did that come out? Was that two the weeks last ago? One? That was two weeks. Ago. Yeah, screenplay one came out. Oh so. right, screenplay. And uh, I liked what's her name as a guest. Kelly, she was sweet. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. She's a sweetheart. Sweetheart. She's nice. You are so weird. You're so different around women than you are around men. I'm. I think when you've got a woman in here who's never been in here and doesn't know one of the participants, I think I, I probably get a little like, let's just take it easy <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> ease her in to the to the universe, and right. then as you grow. I don't see gender. I just treat everyone the same. Is that the case? Yeah. I don't know. And it is weird. I mean, if you're a woman and you come in, it's like some dude's apartment and two dudes here. and You only know one of them, sort of, not very well. I don't you think know. she felt... She didn't seem like she was weirded out to me at all. No, but at one point you asked her, you kept asking her if she'd fuck James Franco and she got obviously uncomfortable. Well, that's what I, I would <laughs> ask the same of a guy. And I <laughs> chimed in and Francisco I was like... Or what? And then... um. I wasn't asking that because I was like in the corner, like getting off on whether she was like gonna bang. I was just genuinely curious because she was talking about how hot James Franco was or how like into him she was. Right. It's not that weird a question. I don't know. Anyway, you think I'm different around women? Yeah. Like who? You just are so different around women than men. Like Heather, you're very, you're way more comfortable around Heather. How so? 
I feel but like I know we, Heather. Like Heather is a friend. Yeah, well, that also could be it. That yeah. you and Heather are just like good friends. Yeah, she's so a, yeah, it's tough to say. Yeah. I feel like around guys, we, just, you're, we seem to have more women on the show. That's and then we, true. We don't have. I feel around, you're you just get very like gentle around women and like much more like relaxed and kind of chatty and like calm. Hmm. Whereas around men, like you put on your like like. Fuck you. <laughs> you know, like you put on your like, fuck you hat. Well, you have to do that with men sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Got to establish dominance. Eh, I don't know about that. But dominance yeah. hierarchies, right? I suppose. I mean, I don't really think of it that way. No, I don't either. Generally. I'm just saying that's it. And then um, I've wanted to read this a little bit because it's kind of interesting to me, but that Robin, Texas guy, at one point he emailed us that he had been going, I was, asking him what led him to listen to the show because right. i think there's three camps of people that listen to the show i don't know if you agree three concentration camps three concentration <laughs> camps one of our attorneys is a jew uh, we really need to explain that button for <laughs> new listeners you need to who explain. think that it's what it it's my anti-semitism it, alarm yeah, it's making fun of people who are anti-semitic it's not anti-semitic in and of itself no and if you listen to what it actually is, yeah, it's a very silly woman saying. It's a correct things. example of that. Yeah, yeah. Of a person who doesn't know they're being an anti-Semite, right? Being one in yes. the moment, exactly. Um. So uh, I think that there's people that like you that came to the show from you. There's people that like me that yeah. came to the show from me. From like your comedy, probably. Yeah. yeah. And then there's people who just came upon the show and don't have any previous connection to either right. person and rob is one of those so i'm very curious about like what led him to it and he wrote that he's he wrote i'm going through something of a political a personal political rebranding right now with everything going on and i asked him for more detail and he said it definitely raised in a conservative household and he's from alabama alabama kind of lends itself to that so i've generally leaned that way most of my life but it didn't become problematic until trump came along which is where my family started drawing some lines I never thought they'd draw. And he said, on a broader scale, I think I'm just tired of both sides shouting to their own sides about the other. I'm definitely not a Joe Rogan fanboy or anything because he's not really challenging any norms, in my opinion, but I feel like I'm just tired of both sides expressing effectively what is PC as they see it. I agree. I mean, I think that that's exactly where I'm at, too. I'm just... I'm so aspectromatic. Like, I am not down with either side. <laughs> You know, like at all. Right. I'm just I think both sides are totally rotten and it's like so time for new, fresh blood and ideas and really just new thinking completely. But, you know, you have this establishment that's really trying to hang on, even with these ideas that are so dumb. Do you think that there will be any kind of have you seen in the past however many years? any kind of actual realignment? Yeah. Do you think? I mean, for sure, you know. I mean, what is Trump? Trump is a massive realignment. I mean, nothing will ever be even remotely the same after Trump. But in in what ways? Because, like, pol- like policy-wise, I don't really see... Well, I think he's opened the door towards really a whole new brand of... what I th- what, One thing that I like about Trump is that I think he has opened the door towards a more natural leader. Okay. Towards like people who are sort of followed because they're strong. Right. You know, instead of they're followed because they check all the boxes. Yeah. Um, 
And I think we were really heading towards a place where it was like, on both sides very much, it was like, okay, the palatable conservative is a Christian who really cares about his family values and he, you know, looks really good on all these issues and he's done all, he's a veteran and, you know, he's He's like from the South. Yeah. He hits all these boxes, enough boxes to get him elected, you know, and same thing on the left. Whereas what I love, you know, what I like about Trump uh, is that he really just kind of did it. He broke all the rules like he didn't do any he didn't check any of the boxes yeah. and he still got elected just by the sheer kind of force of his leadership you right. know? and so i think you know after we can finally get done with trump and move on maybe we can get somebody in there who is a true leader that is less you know what, what does the word irascible mean i wanted to say irascible but maybe that's totally not the right uh, word and contentious yeah, it's a synonym of contentious. Yeah, you know, somebody who's just less of a uh, triggering figure and somebody who's truly inspiring to people. You know, I really would love to have that. Yeah. You know, I mean, this movie I just saw, for example, uh, uh, Front Runner, is really about how the media is truly the enemy of the people. <laughs> I mean, really. So you buy into oh, I'd be buying that Trump's completely. thing. Well, I mean, this is made by Jason Reitman, who's a liberal guy, I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, it's but that, really the about... the paradigm is what you agree with. Yeah. The and media he, is but, more of a problem. Well, this movie about. articulates very well how the media has become just this hungry, disgusting force that will destroy anyone based on these personal details that become... are totally irrelevant to that. MLK would have been destroyed early on if we were living in a sensationalized world where an affair could kill you, right? right? All of our great leaders, JFK, anybody, you know, the, how many of them had some sort of but how much affair? of but how much of that Trump? I I, I I sort of agree that there is this problem where there's like this feeding frenzy over stuff because all these media outlets are incentivized to cover to just talk about stuff first. Well, and talk about stuff that people click on and right. people don't click on a, you know, uh a policy tempered thing. economic Correct. policy article. Yes. They yeah. to, to so, click on here's pictures of some girl that he was banging. So they're badly know? incentivized in that way. Yeah, but it's very th- bad. don't you agree that some of Trump's media criticism is also like I don't like that you are criticizing me doing yeah, of something. course of course it is i mean you know trump is a, a a very skilled tactician who knows how to play that bullshit manipulative game back at them right. very very well right. you know i mean you see what did he just do that i was like it's just so ridiculous and annoying but it's like oh the thing with the california forest fires yeah he just knows exactly how to spin it on twitter that's gonna get his audience all riled up yeah. And be like, yeah, those fucking Californians can't run their forest because it's all minorities running it, <laughs> you know. And it's gonna get the base riled up while simultaneously, uh, you know, pissing off California so much that yes. they're tears, you know, crying blood and so that's, freaking in, out. In your mind, that's yeah, and you know, please don't. I'm not. I just cletist the people in the South, and I'm not doing that at all. Right. You know, I don't believe that most people in the South are like that. I think most people are very smart and can see through these things. But even me, as somebody who lives in California, when he tweeted that, I I was like, 
Hmm. <laughs> is that true? Because <laughs> California does fucking suck at doing everything else. So do is it because of California that the fires are burning? And it made me question it. And it's like I kind of like usually when Trump says something, there's some kernel of truth somewhere out there to it, you know, that you can find. So I was interested myself in it. Yeah. So, yeah. And what anyway. did you discover through your research? I didn't look into it. Okay. <laughs> I haven't had time to do anything, the problem. man. I have been just slammed. But don't, so you think that's a, a a strategy to kind of get out ahead of yeah he knows potential he, blame he knows how to versus make the news cycle he knows how to so, lead it he leads the news but is that know? is that intentional or is that just instinct that I think it's instinct yeah. I think he's honestly just a just somehow he always has right yeah he just somehow knows how to hit the media cycle at exactly the sweet spot, you yeah. know, and I don't know well, he's how been, he's been, cause he's been doing it for, for so, so long. You know what I was thinking about recently about Trump is, is how dominant of a personality force he was like around the late eighties because and early nineties, because I was reading, I've been rereading American psycho, yeah. which is a, a book that's hilarious. And Patrick Bateman's hero is, is Donald Trump. Trump. Oh, wow. That's and he amazing. references him constantly. He talks yeah. about, is that Trump's limo? Is that uh, Ivana over there? Yeah. The Trump's rooftop party, blah, blah, blah. And then we were just, earlier we were discussing Gremlins. Um, and in Gremlins 2, it's set in a homage slash parody of Trump Tower. Oh, Because uh, the main yeah. character's name is Daniel Clamp. <laughs> and he's this Trumpian figure that uh, runs yeah. the tower that the gremlins overtake. That's so funny. Yeah, no, he really has just been a very powerful force. And I think, uh, um, yeah, he just, the scary part is that this is how powerful the media is. You know, I mean, it's terrifying that a guy, and I think that hopefully what Trump also will show the left is, how stupid they've become and how stu- how utterly blinded by the media they are. And what, how so? Well, just because it's like Trump just put up a mirror, basically. You know, he put up a mirror to all the stupid tricks that the left-wing media was doing and he learned how to do it better than them, basically. And he just showed them like, okay, I know exactly how you spin this. I'm going to spin it first. I'm going to spin it just right back at you in exactly the right way. Right. So that your talking points don't work. Do you think that if they Or at least at least maybe it's not even the talking points don't work. It's that you get so infuriated by seeing yourself in the mirror that you just lose your shit. Is that you think that they see themselves in the mirror? Yeah, I think Trump makes them see themselves in the mirror. I don't know if I agree with that. I think that he definitely uses tactics learned in living in the media and dealing with what they prioritize. Uh, but I don't know that he's like, I don't know that it's a mirror thing. I, I think, think it is. I think, think he, he forces has, them to kind of like live by their own. I think he just gets people to look at them with a lens that they haven't really been looked at before. And so therefore they're being held accountable in ways that, they really hate, you know, because everything starts to kind of fall apart because their objectivity starts to, you start to see the seams in their objectivity. Man, I read an article the other day that was just 
so fucking disingenuous. What is it? What's it called? Oh, what was God it about? Damn it. It was about... What's the publication? We can read it. Um, it was a Peter Wade article in Rolling Stone. This guy, Peter Wade, I don't even really know who that is. And it was about the Rasmussen poll, right? And the article was titled, Trump makes up a poll to show that... Here's, I found it. Trump makes up a poll touting African-American support. Right. And it said like 54% of African-Americans supported. It was some something like that. I can't remember what it was. And the title is Trump makes up a poll, right? Then when you actually read the article, Trump did not make up the fucking poll at all. He accidentally had a gaffe where he called the poll a Fox News poll, but the poll was actually a Rasmussen poll. So the title of this fucking article is... Trump makes up a poll when really this is just a gaffe. He just misquoted the fucking poll. And here we have this fucking liar in the media just selling bullshit to people. Well, is that, but is that is that he's, he made up the poll. Well, no, he didn't make up. The I'm poll. saying is, is this the columnist problem or is it the headline writers issue? I'm just saying the media is full of this fucking horseshit all day oh, yeah day. it's a clickbaity story and i mean it's, it's a clickbaity headline it's fake swing it's it's totally or sorry spin it's totally fake spin it's not real right. and it's why would he be so disingenuous why would he be lying to his followers so people will click on it yeah it yeah. will no so people will feel good when they click on it and they're like he did make it up even though he didn't make it up right but the what he doesn't realize is people aren't that but i don't know if it's dumb. he or if it's rolling stone or whatever it doesn't matter but, i don't i'm not mad at peter wade but there yeah but there's a difference because his article i was just skimming it and it's it says what you're saying no, it's saying that he's referring to uh he read a columnist that was citing a rasmussen poll and he just called it a fox news poll yeah, but that's yeah. not making up a poll. No, but I'm. But that's. I don't. <laughs> it's think just mis miscited. Peter Wade doesn't say that. The headline. You're saying does. the headline says. And that. this all is. Right, well, you know, whatever. That's all most people read. Well, so. that's. Yeah, I mean, I agree that that's a huge issue across the board, where you have these hot headlines and well, people it's just, just manipulative. Go, you, know. you know, I mean, it's not true. Well, because I mean, it's that's, also that's misleading. I mean, that is a genuinely misleading. But it's headline. misleading. This is is incentivized by the need to get people to click on it because people like want to click, oh, look what Trump is doing. Yeah, He's making they don't shit up. But, but then they bury the truth below the below the fold. They say, oh, it's actually a Rasmussen poll. And then he goes on to say, this Rasmussen poll has been, uh, you know, uh, argued against by critics and blah, blah, yeah, blah, Yeah, Rasmussen blah. gets a lot of heat. For yeah, it. but it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, He's not, that, that's a misleading article. Very misleading. I agree that the headline's very misleading. All right, so it's driven by clickbait, huge problem. Because okay. we want to get people to click on these. Well, then, the, then the article should be about how President Trump made a gaffe, or how the poll cited sure. by Trump is uh, suspect because blank and blank. I'd be fine with that if you want to like argue that the stats are bad. Fine, no. but uh, don't write a fake headline, you know, which is what that is. I was so infuriated by that. I was oh, like, this is just I such can, bullshit. I can just see you steaming, <laughs> steaming mad. So getting back to Robin Texas and others of his ilk, yeah. I think that's the third camp that comes in and listens. It's people who are looking for a, a well, who people are sick who, of both sides. People who listen in and go like, oh, I'm 
like I don't agree with this, but I'm not. It's not making me like. Well, it's not partisan. It's like we don't sit here and just spout talking points at yeah. each other. You know, it's like well, that, that would be very dull. I can't that. remember talking points enough to like know, cite right. them. Yeah, like um, there's definitely gonna be times when I'm not on the right side of of something. Yeah. So yeah, I'd love to hear more stories like that about where people are coming from politically and what interested them in listening. Have listener numbers stayed about the same? Yeah, they're very consistent. Which they're is just a truck along. Yeah, so which is good. They're not going down. So there's a lot of people out there that are listening and not writing in. Yeah, I mean that's that Pareto thing, right? There's right. going to be a there's... real solidified group of people right. who interact and who like interacting, and there's other people that just put it on and. They listen and they move on to their other 50 podcasts they listen to. Right. Which is also fine. Yes. You know, I don't write into shows I listen to all the time. But I still listen and I'm involved, but I just don't give a fuck about communicating with what them. What have you been listening to? Um, I mean, lately, nothing. I've been on a music kick lately, but like I said, I was a big Jim and Sam fan and I listen to them what quite often. What music are you listening to? Just like, I don't know, random stuff. Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, that's all I listen to. Smashing <laughs> Pumpkins. Do you like Smashing Pumpkins? Not really. Why not? I mean, I don't dislike Smashing Pumpkins. I just don't really. I mean, I like Sma- I like their songs. I was talking to somebody the other day about how there was a bunch of '90s bands who released a huge album, and then their follow-up was always a disappointment commercially and sometimes critically, and it was like this ongoing thing that kept happening. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins had one because they had Melancholy, which is their giant double album, and they followed it up with Adore, which people which no one which is a great album. Really, it's amazing. Mm. It's a fantastic, but it's very weird and it's not melancholy ish. It's just very different. You and I never talk about music ever, and it's like our least talked about topic. Well, I think we have really varying music tastes. I don't know. Well, you know, yeah, <laughs> neither of us are really like music people. That's right. And uh, Weezer, the same thing happened to them. They put out their giant first album, Weezer, which is right. the blue album. And then they put out Pinkerton, which was a tr- tremendous flop. Mm. And everybody hated it. It's on some lists, is one of the worst albums of the 90s. Mm. Soundgarden kind of had that with Down on the Upside. Um, yeah. Bah. 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 So, uh, right in. Not a huge fan podcast at gmail.com and join our little message board right and if you if you can attract isaac to argue with you that'll be an achievement yes i gotta put some notifications on my phone hey turn on your notifications and you'll get them Hi, thanks for listening to this episode. We're going to do some plugs now. This is just fucking tiresome. Yes, it is. I'm so sorry. You can turn it off if you're listening to this. Please email us at notahugefanpodcast at gmail.com. We will read your email and perhaps read it on air. Join our forum at nahf.boards.net. Sign up for an account. Please rate and subscribe to the podcast on your platform, or if your platform doesn't allow ratings, do it on iTunes. It's very helpful. We're also available on Spotify, Player FM, Spreaker, a million places. Podbean. Podbean. Google Play Store. 
Anywhere. You can get it <coughs> literally on any yeah, site that has podcasts. If you have an Android, podcasts. we're all over that shit. As an Android user, I now know that a lot of podcasters like don't pay attention to their Android presence. Right. It's very important. Um, also, if you want to find me, uh, you can look up Vandal Press on Medium. Uh, there's a website, VandalPress.com. There's a Twitter, Vandal, which is Vandal Press. Uh, you can find, that's my little writing project. Uh, you can follow my website at IsaacSimpson.com. And uh, you can LinkedIn me. I kind of like being LinkedIn. Mm. You can find me on all social media. <laughs> on my thanks for coughing, coughing during my during plug. You can don't pay attention to Charles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> More attention for me, no attention for him. You can find me on all social media as Funzeroni. My website is funzeroni.com. You can go there. Thank you. Bye. Okay, bye.